Good morning and welcome to the Mental Health Devotions of the NCSA. My name is Nandi Fleming and I will be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, it is always a privilege to wake up knowing that you have made our hearts beat and that you have given us breath and life and you've given us energy, Lord, to run this race of life and Lord to become stronger, to become healthier, to become fitter and to, to really grow in your mercy and your grace. And Lord, my prayer is this honor, uh, this morning is, is that you will accompany us and Lord that we will be with you and that you will train us, that you will make us strong and Lord that we will not give up and that you will um, truly be our God, Lord, because we want to be your children. Bless us now as we read your word is my prayer in your name. Amen. This morning's verse comes out of the book of Hosea, chapter 14 and verse 5 to 6. It says, And I will be to the people of Israel like rain in a dry land. They will blossom like flowers. They will be firmly rooted like the trees of Lebanon. They will be alive with new growth and beautiful like olive trees. They will be fragrant like the cedars of Lebanon. The title of my talk this morning is Life Recompositioning. So with COVID-19 and this lockdown that we are facing in South Africa, have you discovered some new things about yourself that you did not know? Have you adapted to the environment of lockdown around you? Are there things perhaps that normally was convenient to you to have and be and now they're no longer available and you've discovered new skills and interests and, and things that you never knew were possible within yourself? My landlady told me yesterday that her stove broke. And they hadn't been able to fix it so far. So she adapted and she made a bread on their braai. Uh, it's not the type of braai broikis, as we call it in Afrikaans, but, but a proper loaf of bread on the braai. Sometimes some of the most amazing growth opportunities come from the darkest places. Because we're forced to adapt or die. You see, in our lives, we are in a race of life. And we want to make it. And in order to make it, we need to adapt. We need to become stronger for the race. We need to become fit. And when we prepare for a race, you know, we, we, we take time. We, we do a lot of things in order to get fit for an earthly race. I'm reminded of Paul where he says, you know, many of us do heartbreaking things for earthly races that we want to win. But what about the heavenly race? And this morning, I really just want to talk to you about how do we get fit? How do we we change with the circumstances in order to not let the circumstances get us down? How do we adapt? So as I said, we are in a race of life and we need to become fit. So I started wondering about what makes a person physically fit. And if you can find the principles of physical fitness, perhaps we can take those principles and carry them over and apply them to our spiritual and our mental fitness. And I went on and did a bit of research with the help of my husband and um, he, he, he taught me about the five components of fitness. And I'm going to mention them briefly and then go into each of them individually. The first thing that one needs in order to be fit holistically is muscle strength. Then you need muscle endurance. You need heart and lung strength. You need flexibility. And then you need something which is called body composition. So let's start by looking at each of them. 
In the world of strength training and fitness and the gym life, um, muscle strength basically means that you need to enlarge your muscles. You need to grow your muscles. And the way that you do this is by something called an overload principle. And basically what this is, is that when you go to the gym and you do muscle training, but in other words, lifting weights, basically what's happening is by lifting those weights, you are putting a load on your muscles. You are taxing your muscles into actually the muscle fibers tearing and this is why when you go to the gym after a long time and you haven't been there and you do a bit of weight training the next day you are in a tremendous amount of pain because your muscles have literally torn by overload you have picked up more than what your muscles are used to and they tear but the beauty of the overload principle is is that your muscles need to tear in order for them to grow back bigger now they don't tear off please don't misunderstand me don't hurt yourself but they tear small the fibers have tiny little tears that happen in them and as they grow back they grow back bigger and stronger and this is why your 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 bicep which is your arm muscle can grow back bigger and bigger and that's actually how it grows and becomes rounder and larger and then because your muscle is growing bigger because of this overload principle of putting more weight on you end up having increased strength now muscle um, training and muscle growth and increased strength only happens over a period of time I can't go to the gym tomorrow and pick up 90 kilograms and all of a sudden the day after tomorrow I'm going to be strong you, you need to slowly but surely increase the weight, in other words, increase the load in order to grow and to get stronger and stronger and get bigger and bigger muscles. Um, this overload principle just basically means lift heavier gradually. So you start off with maybe... If you do chest presses with six kilograms, I remember when I was in the gym and my husband introduced me to weight training, which I really hated. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I remember struggling with six kilogram dumbbells, trying to do chest presses, and it was hard and I hated it, but I kept going. I kept going up until the point to where now the heaviest weight that I can lift is 20 kilograms. And I can remember how I was so surprised. I struggled to move from six kilograms to eight. And when I moved to eight, I was like, wow, how can this be? I can't, I can't believe that I'm on eight kilograms. And then I went to 10 and I was like, yo, I'm strong. And then I went to 12 and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then 14 and then 16. And then when I hit 18, I was like, yo, now I'm superhuman. <laughs> and then I lifted 20 and I was like, how can this be? This is the overload principle by uh, applying a little bit of pressure over time more and more gradually and gradually you become stronger so the overload principle really works by adding resistance in other words um, putting more weight on going through it harder in a more difficult weight that you have to add and and this is the same for us in our lives you know if we want to grow our spiritual muscles we are going to have to over time allow um, heavier weights heavier weights of life to come into our lives because how else are we going to grow stronger another way for muscles to to grow is by um, spending more time in weight training in other words longer training longer um, resistance and then also increasing your intensity in other words sometimes going faster or just adding more weight but by gradually increasing your resistance the time that you spend in it and your intensity you will become fitter 
And I thought to myself, is it not the same with our Christian race? You know, over time in life, is there not naturally being, are we not experiencing natural resistance? And sometimes our trials take long and sometimes they intensify. And I realized to myself, I said to myself, we are in the world's gym. We are in life's gym. And, and what we do with the weights that are lying around is really going to determine how fit we're going to be. In life, we are often faced with this overload, not because we ask for it, but because it's there. It's, it happens sometimes by God's providence, sometimes by Satan throwing things in our way, sometimes just because we live in a sinful world. Um, life gives us resistance and our hardships last long and, and our difficulties intensify. But maybe what we can do with this resistance is grow stronger spiritual muscles. With our hardships that last so long, if we endure them, we form endurance. And with the difficulties that intensify, you know, if, if these difficulties keep intensifying and you manage to get through them by God's grace and by God's help, your problem solving abilities are going to grow. You see, if we can only think about life's race differently, if we can think about the resistance that life gives us, the, the, the hardships and the intensifying struggles that life gives us, um, we would realize that these are all working in us to recompose our lives and our walk in life. It's something that changes us from the outside inward and then out again. Um, but you see, we, we often wish that growth would be easier. We would rather wish that, you know, I don't want to lift those weights. I don't want to go through the hardships of life in order to get stronger. I remember there was a while back where I actually had a, a talk with, with my dad and I said to him, um, I, 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 I hate that I have to go through these things. Can't, can't I just skip a few levels? Can't I, can't I just be strong automatically just by reading God's word? And, I, and, and you know, I, I hated it, but I realized that in order to grow, I needed to realize that these things can work for my good. Um, just like I used to hate gym, and now I'm in love with it. And this is why, really, James can write and say, consider it pure joy, brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Because he also used to hate it, but then as he saw how it changed him, how it grew him, he looked forward to it. He looked forward to the challenge. He looked forward to pushing harder and growing stronger. You see, instead of wishing that things were easier, we should rather wish that we had better skills to conquer it. Um, instead of wishing for less problems, we should wish that we were better at solving the problems. Instead of wishing for lighter weights in life, we should rather wish for bigger and stronger spiritual muscles. And we can work towards these. Um, James chapter 4 verse 3, was I read this verse and it says, you ask and so you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. And this made me really think. I was wondering to myself, is the reason my prayers and trials and difficulties are not being answered is because I'm praying incorrectly. I'm praying that God removes the resistance. I'm praying that God remove those things which can make me strong and can make me fit in the spiritual race. That can make me that spiritual giant. I mean, I'm reminded of, of the many biblical characters that, that, that we see as the greats. Every single one of them went through life-crushing, heart wrenching, soul-tapping experiences that, that should have killed them, but it didn't because they endured, because they grew strong. And, and the way they grew is by starting off with small trials and God put them, took them through the small trials and then heavier and heavier and heavier. And as life goes by, you're going to experience this. And maybe you have already. When you were a child, you had problems. But now problems have intensified to levels where sometimes you think, what? What's happening? I don't understand. This is how we become fit. 
And I've started to change my prayer of late to ask for the right things. I, 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 I've changed my prayers. You see, I don't ask for food or miracles or, or, or situations to change or hardships to be removed. I started asking for God and say, Lord, give me the skills to navigate through this. Um, give me some ingenious thoughts on how I can do things differently with the little that I have. Um, I've asked for strength to resist, endurance to keep going and flexibility to adapt. The second principle of exercise that is going to give us fitness is muscle endurance. And muscle endurance is really where in the body your mitochondria, which is basically your battery pack, gets upgraded by, by consistently and, 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 and progressively exercising. In other words, the amount of energy in your muscles change. It, it becomes better. And then you have sustained strength. This to me was a, a very, you know, interesting concept because basically it was saying through constant exercise, more energy becomes available to us. And, and I realized that it's the same with Christian walk. With our Christian walk, the more we exercise going through the hardships and the trials of, life, uh, of, of tribulation and life, uh, more energy becomes available to us. Um, our strength increases um, in nature. The development and change in nature never stops. Um, in, in, in us, this consistent growth, we, we, we need to have this consistent growth in order to have energy. There's a saying, you know, that says, keep going until it's done. The, the thing is, is that in, in our lives, the problem with the Christian life is, is that we're never done. You see, life never really ends. No, yes, we might die here on earth, but life never really ends, you know, and, and we, we growth never stops. And if we realize this, we can pace ourselves because this is what endurance is about. Endurance is about pacing yourself, seeing the, 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 the race for what it is, how long it's going to be. And then and then really exercising slowly but surely um, how to keep going, even though it takes time. Um, we need to pace ourselves for growth. Second Peter ch chapter 1 verse 58 says how we pace ourselves. You see, God never requires us to just, you know, live a perfect Christian life today. He says, you know, it's, it's growth stages. You pace yourself. You, you add to your life every single day. It says we should add to our faith goodness and to our goodness knowledge and to our knowledge self-control into our self-control endurance and then godliness and then christian affection and then love in other words what peter is saying is he's saying that he realizes that the christian race is not something that's going to happen in a day it's not something that's going to happen in a month it is a lifelong race and as much as this verse seems to say that we need to keep growing um it is actually impossible because it's impossible for us as humans to just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to have faith, I'm going to have knowledge, I'm going to have self-control, endurance. I mean, we've tried these things, but, but we can't. But the Bible tells us what's impossible with man is possible with God. You see, God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever think or imagine in us and through us if we invite him in. Um, if Christ is in us, he works through us to bring about these changes. We need to trust the system. We need to trust that that the, the gym of life that God has placed us in, where, where there's obstacles, where it's an obstacle course, and we, we are challenged in various ways. We, we challenged in our strength. We challenged in our endurance. We need to trust that God 
it is, is using this obstacle course of life to bring about in us what needs to happen. I've seen this in my own life. Um, when I was young and throughout my life, every stage of my life, I learned different things. Those adding things that Peter were talking about, you add your faith, knowledge, self-control. I've discovered these things throughout my life and it didn't happen all at once. When I was young, let's say pre-teens, I learned to how really enjoy life, how to be carefree and how to deeply love. In high school, I learned how to love God and to be passionate about Him. And I really grew in my faith during that time. When I went to university, I learned to be social and to really care for others and, and develop Christian affection. When I started working, I learned how to teach others. Um, and I, I became confident and I grew my skills and my, my, my knowledge expanded. When I met my husband and I got married, I learned about health and training and how to eat well and how to exercise and how to... You would have guessed it, how to have self-control. When I started working in mental health at Vista Clinic, I learned about taking care of my mind and how I can go through trials and keep going to have endurance. And during this lockdown, I've, I've learned how to be industrious and time conscious and how also to endure. You see, each stage of our life, God is taking us through the school of life, through the gym of life to, to learn how to be spiritually and mentally fit. Now, I said to myself, if only I could now take all of those things and, and exercise them in one day. And we can practice this. We can try, as we've learned all of these things each day, to do a little bit of each of them. But this is how growth happens. This is how we become fit in stages. It's like a small plant. First there's a seed, then a seedling, then some small leaves, then a stem, then a trunk, and then big branches. And over time, the small tree that you couldn't climb at once because it was so flimsy now is a giant oak that you can't even bend even though you took the biggest hammer to hit it down there is a science in development and fitness the third principle of getting fit is cardio respiratory endurance which is basically heart and lung health and the way that we do this is through running, cycling, swimming over long periods of time. And, and because of this exercise and this type of exercise, it makes you breathe more deeply. And the way that you breathe is actually going to strengthen your heart, the oxygen that's pu pushed through to your heart. And this made me think. This is exactly like it is in the Christian life. In the Christian life, we too need to learn to breathe deeply so that our hearts, our emotions can be well. And what is the spiritual breath? Spiritual breath is prayer. We need to spend more time in prayer, more time going, going to the Lord on our knees so that our emotions, our heart can be healthier. The fourth principle of being fit and being um, um Strong is flexibility, the ability to use a muscle to its maximum range of motion. This is so cool. It's basically, think about it in the Christian walk. Have you used your spiritual muscles to its maximum range of motion? Have you, have you stretched your spiritual muscles in order to, to really do that which needs to be done? It's important to be flexible in our spirituality, in our, our, our spiritual muscles, let me rather put it that way. Um, it's important to have free movement. And what do I mean with this? You see, it's not about giving up your beliefs. It's not about saying, oh, you know, I need to be flexible in the things of God. You know, I can bend his rules. I'm not talking about the Bible. We don't bend the Bible, but we can bend. We can adapt to the situations around us. Our minds minds can bend, our emotions can bend and adapt. Um, 
we need to learn that once you could probably, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried this, if you've ever tried to split um, with your legs. Um, some of us can't even get halfway down to the ground. But if you keep practicing it every day, trying more and more and more, eventually you're going to be able to do the splits. I've seen these body contortionists that, that can move their bodies in the most amazing ways. You know, they, they can take their foot and bend it all the way around the back, almost and they almost become like a little ball. And this only happened because they they were able to 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 practice over a period of time. And and if you look at nature, you know, nature has also this this ability within it to adapt. And we can only be flexible and adapt if we've practiced to do so over time. You see, the trees and the grass grow better once they've burnt on surface level. The grass has a deeper green after it's burnt. It's almost as if it's not the same grass as before. And this happens every season. The trees are constantly changing, constantly growing, constantly adapting to their environment. If there's burn, they still grow out. If there's cold, they still grow out. If there's heat, they still grow out. In other words, they've learned to adapt and we need to learn to adapt to our environment, to, to, to realize that no matter what environment or what season of life we are in, that we can become flexible through practice, that we can learn in our minds by thinking how we can navigate it in a different way. You know, where before I uh, wasn't able to just, you know, pick up the cup with my right hand, now I can pick it up with my left hand. And, and this is really what happens when we go through difficulties. We must learn to find new ways to do things which we weren't able to do before. Um, I was introduced to a life-changing concept a few years ago called body recompositioning or body compositioning. And this is basically the fifth principle on how we get fit after flexibility. The fifth principle of being fit is body compositioning. And this is basically where you look at your muscle ratio versus your fat ratio. So how much muscle do I have in my body compared to fat in my body? The term literally means to form something again in a different way. And the way that body compositioning reforms the body is to grow more muscle than fat. So in other words, your ratio needs to be, I have got more, more muscle than fat. And the first time I heard this term was in the gym, and it's completely different to your normal weight loss programs or fitness programs. It doesn't focus on losing weight, but rather focuses on building muscle in order to eventually lose weight. And um, the way that it does this is that it basically builds more muscle, which over time will build more fat and focusing on muscle building so that the muscles can be more than the fat in the body. And it makes sense that, that you should have more muscle in the body than fat. I mean, I remember that as a young girl, you know, we always taught about fat loss and weight loss and not really fat loss, more weight loss. And you need to be skinny and, and, and think about it. You know, like if you think a lot of people who, well, people who have anorexia, um, you know, they're skinny, but they don't look so good. Because they don't have any curves, they don't have any muscle, they don't have anything else under the skin. They've got very little fat, but they've got nothing else to replace that fat with. So it would make sense that you should build muscle. Um, and the interesting way is, is that the way that you achieve this body compositioning is in order to get the right ratio of fat to the right ratio of muscle is to build the muscle. It's not on focusing on losing the fat and building muscle. It's completely just focused on building the muscles. Exercise science teaches that um, by building more muscle, the body requires more energy. And because it requires more energy, it therefore burns more fat long after the weight training session has ended. I mean, this is, this is quite amazing. It's basically saying focus on building the good, that's the muscle, and you will automatically lose the bad, that's the fat.
because the muscle is going to eat the fat. <laughs> Literally, it's going to burn it up. I mean, wow. And this is true for our Christian walk as well. If we can learn to focus on the good, the bad will automatically burn away and disappear. And I can think about so many areas in my life that needs recompositioning. Um, but we need to remember when we think about this principle that it's not about focusing on getting rid of the bad, but it's about adding the good. We focus so much on getting rid of the bad stuff, you know, the sins and temptations. And we don't focus enough time on getting and building the good stuff. You see, we, we often want spiritual liposuction. We want a spiritual tummy tuck where we can get rid of sin and temptation. We literally think that being spiritually fit means that I don't have sins and I don't struggle with temptations. But that's just weight loss. And weight loss is difficult. So the good news is, is that we don't have to focus on weight loss. We can focus on building our muscles, our spiritual muscles. You know, you don't want to just be skinny. You want to be strong so that we can aim for living life with energy and with strength. Many of us don't have, you know, that many sins. We're not bad people. Um, very little spiritual muscle, however, on the other hand. And when the weights of life come crashing in, how are we going to lift them? How are we going to endure them? True Christian fitness is about changing your body's whole form into its strongest possible version. Christian recompositioning is holistic in all aspects of life. Your mind, your heart, your attitudes. Learning practicing, focusing on the good to reform your life again in a different way. Romans 12 verse 2 tells us about this compositioning. It says your minds can be renewed and transformed. Your hearts can be clean, says Psalms 51 verse 10. You can have a refreshed spirit, says Ephesians 4 verse 23. We can have the inner man inside of us renewed, changed, recomposed, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. And then Isaiah 40 verse 3 says that we can renew our strength, those who hope upon the Lord. The Bible is full of examples of how we can recomposition our spiritual muscles into being stronger and growing faster. And by focusing on these good things that we can change into better people and sin, it will automatically disappear. We need to, however, issue a warning. Pushing yourself too hard too quickly is going to break you. Pushing hard gradually is what you should do. Martin Luther King said, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. You need to become fit and grow. Get fitness in all areas of life. Develop your skill set. If your current skill set is crawling, then crawl. Till it's not difficult anymore, till it's easy, and then try something new, try walking, start to attempt other things. Crawl till you can walk, walk till you can run, run till you can fly, get better. Everything you can do today at some point in your life you couldn't do. We are literally an adaptation machine and this is the beauty of God, how he has made us. Don't listen to the voice inside of you that's going to beg you to quit. When there's all of this gym of life coming into your being, when, when, when the weights are getting heavier and when the resistance is pushed up a notch, when, when, when you are pushed to be flexible to the utmost of your abilities, don't resist. Learn, grow, become stronger, become fitter so that the, the race of life will be easier for you. For some people, life is hell because they're in pain because spiritual muscles are still developing. For some of us who have been through hardships already, it's a little bit easier. 
And, and I want to encourage you today to say, don't give up because of the pain. The pain is going to, to help you. The pain is going to grow more muscles, more spiritual and emotional muscles in place so that this life cannot break you anymore. So that when, when the hardship comes and the weight of life presses down on you, you're going to press back up. May God bless you. Amen. If you would like to subscribe to receive these daily mental health devotionals directly to your phone, you can WhatsApp the word YES to 083-658-4296. That's 083-658-4296. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word YES to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.